going to be the ball game. Six, five, four, three. They can't snap it. They can't stop it. They can't win it. Alabama wins the ball game. Gary Thomas, linebacker, Alabama. He was a nightmare for people that had to try to prepare for him because he, he had unique skills. Just go get the quarterback. I felt sorry for some of those poor tackles that came in and go against him because they didn't realize what they were getting themselves into. Lights out. Sacking the cornerback is just like uh, like you like you devastate a city or you cream or you cream a multitude of people. I mean, it's just like like you put all the offensive players in one bag and I just take a baseball bat and beat on the bag. So each time he came over there, I tried to tear his damn head off. Let's play some football. Let's play some football. The pressure is on. This is Off the Edge on Tide 100.9. Focus on what you want to do, what you want to accomplish. Think about that. Don't think about how you feel, how tired you are, how hot it is. You've got to push yourself on the field when you're playing football. It's my honor to present the National Championship Trophy to Coach Nick Saban and the Alabama Crimson Tide. To me, this is the ultimate team. All these guys bought into everything they needed to do to be the best players that they could be. There's more togetherness on this team than almost any team that we've ever had. And they had to overcome and persevere so much adversity through this season. And they've done it magnificently. And I'm so proud of this group for what they've been able to accomplish in going undefeated and winning the national championship. Screening live on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and the Tide 100.9 app. Here is your host of Off the Edge, Jacob Harrison. Hello there, good morning, welcome in to Off the Edge, Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Jacob Harrison here with you, digital managing editor of Town Square Media Tuscaloosa. Across from me is Joe Gaither, brand manager of Tide 100.9. Behind the glass, Timothy Bowen's on the board, Mason Woods helping out as well. Plenty to get into if you want to call the show today, 205-342-9904. No guests, just going to be me and Joe and Mason and, and Timbo talking some sports, getting down to Sports it. ball. Sports ball. The points. Go score the goal. Where I want to start is Heisman odds. The, the There's this uh, website called Bet Alabama, which is the most oxymoronic. I'm not going to lie. It's a pretty oxymoronic uh, website title. Uh, but Bet Alabama, and they... Uh, They've released uh, some DraftKings sportsbook odds for the Heisman uh, so that you, the Alabama legal better, uh, obviously you, you got to go to a different state for that, but 
so that you have an idea of what you should be looking at as far as Heisman odds. Now, interestingly enough, kind of the sales pitch that they set is more so for Will Anderson. But I do want to start at the top and start with C.J. Stroud being the Heisman favorite, according to DraftKings, at plus 250, and the reigning Heisman Trophy winner, Bryce Young, being the runner-up to the Heisman favorite at plus 350. Now, there's a a significant gap between them and Caleb Williams, the uh, former Oklahoma quarterback now with the USC Trojans at plus 900, and then an even more significant gap between him and Bijan Robinson, the running back out of Texas, who's plus 2,000. But starting with those two quarterbacks who we anticipate are going to be in the Heisman conversation for the bulk, if not the entirety, of the 2022 college football season, I find it odd that C.J. Stroud would have any sort of advantage over Bryce Young for any reason, outside of the name Jackson Smith and Jigba, which is understandable. Marvin Harrison Jr. too. I sure like C.J. Stroud's got better wide receivers. I'm not. I'm not going to discredit that. Maybe that's why he gets that nod. But I would look at the guy who did more with less last year and still won the Heisman by a significant amount. I would probably run with that guy as my favorite leading into this year as well. So I'm not giving betting advice, but I am telling you that if you think Bryce Young's winning the Heisman, you may as well go bet right now because at plus 350, you're not going to get better odds on on Bryce Young throughout the season unless he, he gets hurt. Right. I mean, that, that's that's all you're going to get. So go on, go ahead and do it. It's not, it's not advice, but you definitely should. Uh, whereas CJ Stroud, he's going to dip off of this. So I don't see the benefit to the sports book going out on a limb. Like it's not their job to go out on a limb and say that CJ Stroud has any sort of advantage over Bryce Young heading into this season. But with that being said, you know, Gary was talking about the the odds to win the national championship. I don't remember where Ohio State was on that. I think third or fourth. Third or fourth. I would have them second. If, if you asked Gary the the fifty dollars, if you had fifty dollars and Bama was off the board, who are you taking? I'm taking Ohio State. Yeah, all day, every day, not thinking twice about it. But do you think the sports book just uh, put CJ Stroud first because they know that you know only one only one player's won one one two Heisman's and, and it's going to be more difficult. I mean, not more difficult, but people are going to be more, less likely to vote for Bryce Young if there's an a, an equal or close candidate around there. I think that's fair. I think it's I think that's a messed up reason for a guy not to win a Heisman. I agree. I, I, if, I agree. If Bryce Young deserves to be a repeat Heisman winner. Give it to him. Give it to him. Uh, I, I think that there could be – see, what what's interesting is on this list of about 10 to 12 players, there is no Jameer Gibbs, who I've seen several times be brought up in the conversation but also be given Heisman odds. That's who I bet because of it, your odds are amazing. It, exactly. Well, what, what, what's the what's the odds for the 10th player right there? 1,500 something? Oh, uh, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, what Anthony Richardson has a plus four thousand 
Oh, yeah, I'm playing 50 bucks on Jameer Gibbs because it's got to be better than 4000 Uh Anthony Richardson, Keaton Slovis, Tra- Travion Henderson, the running back from Ohio State, Spencer Rattler, and the one and only Terminator, V. Will Anderson, Jr., yes, V. Ohio State. He, the, all, all of those players are at plus 4000 Yeah, I'm playing, I'm playing Jameer Gibbs then because – you, you have to go off the book, and I, uh, I mean, this is just the list that you've got right here. The, your, yeah. your featured guys, but you can definitely bet on Jameer Gibbs. Uh, and if his odds are over four thousand, uh, I think because I mean, because really, as, as a gambler, when you're doing futures, you're looking for value. Yeah, and and you know, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud might win it. They absolutely are probably are, are your two favorites. But you've at least got value on Bryce Young right now. A little bit. I mean, plus 350 isn't like a massive number, but it's the best you're probably going to get. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and, you're, and, and it's senseless throwing money away on Spencer Rattler when you know he's not going to win. So that 50 bucks at plus 4,000, yeah, that's great value, but you're just throwing that 50 bucks away. Right. Well, see, and that's the other aspect. Of, like Where I was going with that is if Jameer Gibbs isn't on this list, but he, he is presumably probably in the 4,500 4, range, then Will Anderson being on there is another factor to it. But if that's the case, if if you're taking away from Bryce Young because of other candidates on his team that would be just as likely to win the Heisman as him in, in all reality, and honestly could take votes away from Bryce Young. It was something we feared last year when it came to Will yes. Anderson. It didn't happen because Bryce Young got an exorbitant amount of first-place votes. And Will Anderson even had more first-place votes than everybody except for C.J. Stroud that was in New York. So that finished ahead of him, you know, obviously, except for Bryce Young. So if that's the case, well, Jackson Smith and Jigba is plus 3,000. Shouldn't that take away from C.J. Stroud as well? Mm -hmm. Because I've said it before, Jackson Smith and Jigba might be a better wide receiver prospect than Devontae Smith. He's incredible. He He is so smooth. He is insane. And I know that is a painful thing to hear. We wouldn't have gotten the Devontae Smith we got if Jalen Waddle didn't get hurt. It's just a fact of reality. Yeah. yeah. What, what, would he still have been the same Devontae Smith, still been the same guy that was extraordinarily talented and helped us in big big moments, that caught 15 balls, I think, in the first half of the national championship? Yes. Like, it, there's no taking away from Devontae Smith. But he doesn't win the Heisman if Jalen Waddle doesn't get hurt there's not much keeping Jackson Smith and Jigba from just outright winning the Heisman Trophy this year <laughs> and stealing it from his quarterback, to be honest. C.J. Stroud is a fantastic prospect. There are a handful of folks out there that think that C.J. Stroud is a better pro prospect than Bryce Young. Uh, I think that's a fair assessment to have. I think C.J.'s got a slightly stronger arm, uh, but he's been a little bit more erratic in his career, whereas Bryce Young has really had very little to no troubles uh, with with turning the ball over and and making uh, mental errors, so I'm I'm a little taken aback. Don't really understand why C.J. Stroud would be ahead of Bryce Young, but if you want that, if you want that value, that early on value, Bryce Young at three fifty, you're not going to get better. With Will Anderson at f- plus four thousand, though, I don't know. I might put ten bucks on that. You yes. know what I mean? Like, yeah, oh, <laughs> that's worth it. I mean, honestly, I- Will's. Odds last year towards the end of the season were like plus 3,500. Like they were still at a place where you could reasonably win a lot of money for a guy that could legitimately win the Heisman. Yeah. So plus 4,000 is really a slap in the face to him because what we were talking about last year with Will Anderson, 
was a guy that was expected to be absolutely insane, and he was. But his running mate was supposed to be Christopher Allen, who was going to take some pressure off of him and allow both of those guys to be bookend edge rushers with different qualities to them. You got one power, one one guy that does it all, <laughs> but but Will uses a tad bit more speed. You've got two guys to get it done in different ways. You can utilize them. Well, Christopher Allen goes down week one on his first sack. That first quarter and a half, though, the defense looked disgusting. Insane. <laughs> oh, my. I don't know how bad. I mean, Miami was pretty bad last year. <laughs> so they assisted. Those, the tackles but that just collapsing. looked insane first half uh, against Miami. But then what Will Anderson gets in his stead is Drew Sanders. And Drew Sanders was a good player. Don't get me wrong. Dude couldn't pass rush. He didn't have an arsenal of moves that was even remotely comparable to Will Anderson or Christopher Allen or the guy that ended up replacing him when he broke his hand, that being Dallas Turner. When Dallas Turner took over as the guy opposite of Will Anderson, Will Anderson's sack numbers did go up, right? Because what happened to Will Anderson against Mississippi State? Everybody wants to say that Charles Cross whooped Will Anderson. Everybody wants to say that Will Anderson got whooped by the Mississippi State offensive line. Did he lose reps in pass pass rushing? Yes. Did he also have to go into pass coverage a lot because Dallas Turner was getting acclimated to the position? What Was he not in a situation where he was having to make up for deficiencies on the defense because of injury? Yeah. But once Dallas Turner got acclimated and Dallas Turner started to do Will Anderson, you know, freshman Will Anderson things, Will Anderson got significantly better. He got the bulk of those tackles for loss. He got the bulk of his sacks for the season. He got the bulk of the the dynamic plays that he made as a sophomore here at Alabama. So to me, at plus 4,000, you're you're really slapping him in the face because now he's got a Dallas Turner with a full offseason behind him. Now he's got a Dallas Turner that many, many people are even more excited to see what he can do rather than the guy that is one of the two best players on this team, one of the two best players in the country. Dallas Turner draws a ton of attention off of Will Anderson. Mm -hmm. So Will Anderson's going to eat. Will Anderson's going to get a lot of sacks. Will Anderson is going to make a lot of plays. And when that happens, Dallas Turner is going to get his too. If you're golding, you know you're putting Dallas Turner, Will Anderson, and Chris Braswell on the field at the same time together. Do you prefer pairing Braswell on the Turner side, on the Dallas Turner side, or on the Will Anderson side? Because, I mean, whichever side you put the both on, oh, it's terrifying. Oh, yeah. Well, but it makes the it makes the opposite side one-on-one, basically. Well, you would... You can look at it from two ways. You either get the one-on-one or you get – there was a stunt that Alabama ran Will Anderson's freshman in 2020 where Will Anderson and Christopher Allen would line up on the same side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they ran that against Florida, and Kyle Pitts ended up on Will Anderson, and Kyle Pitts said, I'm not blocking him. <laughs> <laughs> and Kyle Trask got eaten alive. You know, so there, there is – there's multiple ways to go about it. I'm, I'm playing around with it. I'm mixing all three of them up. I'm putting Will on the inside. I'm putting Dallas on the inside. I'm putting Chris on the inside. I'm putting Will in and Dallas on the same side. I'm putting Chris and Dallas on the same side. I'm I'm mixing it all up. And I'm putting Byron Young out there with him. 
because he's the best pass rushing interior off defense alignment we got. Justin Aboigby can do it some too. Uh, I'm putting Tim Smith out there as well. I'm mixing up that front four as much as I possibly can. And I'm I'm going to throw Jeremiah Alexander out there a time Insanity. or two. You know, I, I've got more edge rushers than I know what to do with. So I'm not just putting Chris Braswell out there. I'm putting that Jeremiah Alexander out there. I'm putting Q Robinson out there. I'm putting everybody out there. And we're headhunting this year. Those quarterbacks better have a life insurance policies. Better update their life insurance policies. What was the the what was the bold prediction that was said on the game? Something about plus thirty. It was thirty five sacks between the two of them. I think it was between Will and, and uh, Dallas, right at seventeen apiece, really. And that is right on the. I don't. I don't know who said it, but that is right on the brink I of. Kind of think so, it was Paul and Lincoln. I think it, it's so crazy it could happen. Because you look at, at all of that going on. And if that's the case, if you get 35 sacks, I, I know it's a bold prediction. I'm not saying it's going to happen. But if you're getting 35 sacks between two players, <laughs> one of them's going to have more. And I'm going to tell you right now, it's number 31. <laughs> Will Anderson's not going to be outdone by Dallas Turner. He won't allow it. If that's the case, Will Anderson will not only be in New York. But he's going to be standing between C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young demanding that trophy. Mm-hmm. It, it's going to be hard for anybody to not give him that vote. Now, C.J. Stroud could throw 20 touchdowns to Jackson Smith and Jigba, and both of them will be there as well. I, I know you know. last year a lot of people wanted to crown Spencer Rattler really, really early. These are four proven Guys, these are four guys the NFL is salivating over having in their league next spring. That's not quite the case for Spencer Rattler. There were a lot of questions about him for the NFL. No, the NFL loves these four players. And those are the four players that I anticipate are going to be in New York. One way or another. Maybe you get by John Robinson, he can stay healthy. Maybe he gets a handful of votes. Maybe you get five guys up there. Uh, but those are the four guys. So you pick your favorite out of that. You pick the value that you're going to get out of that. If there's a if there's a way to to vote for who is who's go your or, or bet on who's going to be in New York, take that one. Take that one. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, and the Terminator Will Anderson. You'll have an easy time. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, more. Off the edge, 205-342-9904. If you want to join the conversation, you are more than welcome to. We'll be back right after this. Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. You've probably seen their clothing around town on game days, but check out Christopher Mobley on the Strip. It's luxury game day apparel redefined. It's the only place in town where you can find Todd Hoops apparel. Clothing designed for the modern-day entrepreneur, golf enthusiast, and athleisure fanatic. They've got Peter Millar, Viore, Grayson, and Miz and Main. And if you haven't tried the Miz and Main dress shirts, you've got to. You can find them at 1410 University Boulevard on the Strip. Also, they've got a great e-commerce site at ChristopherMobley.shop. So check out Christopher Mobley, luxury game day apparel I can go from zero to 60 way too fast. <laughs> Who knew electric vehicle owners were having so much fun? 20 or 30 years ago, I owned a, a gas sports car, and this car is much quicker. It's a great, fun car to drive. When you put your foot on the accelerator, it just goes. They're fun, they're fast, they're efficient. Visit driveelectricalabama.com to learn how you can start having fun driving an electric vehicle. Sponsored by the Alabama Clean Fuels Coalition, the ABA, and this station. 
Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Temperatures are heading for highs and ever nice in the 100 across here this afternoon. Under partly cloudy skies, heat advisories are in effect. Only a slight chance for cooling showers. Low strong today, tomorrow. Highs 98 to 100 both days. Lows tonight around 73. Meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 95 degrees in Tuscaloosa. We aren't going anywhere. Off the Edge is available in the Podcast Center on Tide100.9.com. Back here on Off the Edge, Tide 100.9, your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Jacob Harrison here with you. Joe Gaither across from me. Tim Timothy Bowen. You picked this one out, right, Timothy? No. <laughs> Mason Woods helping him out as as well. We're going to have some fun today. It's Wednesday. Taking your phone calls, 205-342-9904. That's where we find our friend Jeff in Tennessee. Jeff, what's going on, buddy? What's going on, guys? Are you ready uh, for, for Major League? Football this fall, the ML, MLF, MLFB this fall. Alabama's going to have a team in. Did y'all know that? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. Major League Football. Well, Break us in, Jeff. Well, Jerry Lamb was going to coach a team, so maybe y'all can figure out. It's, it's, it's called Major League Football. It's going to be this fall. It's going to be four teams. So, Alabama's got one. Can, can't can, know can how you, it can, is. Can you be and, a major uh, league if you only have four teams? <laughs> Well, that's that's what they're starting out with. So I mean, I'm not you know not saying they're gonna last very long, but that's where they're starting out. So I got Canton, Ohio, they haven't won Atlanta. I think uh uh, uh Can Canton, Ohio, in Virginia, and uh, Major uh, League Football dot Pro. That's the website. They got an American flag in their logo. I mean, that they're they're on the right step, yeah. right? <laughs> but uh, you know the uh, the uh, the Alabama uh, Airborne. I think is what they're what they call their name. I think it's what it is. But it's Major League Foot. It's MLFB.com is what it is. There's a team in Texas, too. Texas, a Texas, a Texas team also, I think. Well, it looks like they want to have uh, several teams. They they want an Eastern Conference and a Western Conference. and uh, yeah, I'm seeing 18 teams Yeah, here. they want nine teams yeah, in well, each this, one. This, 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 I, they're I'm, only starting I, with four. Yeah, this is one I've seen. It's in Major League Football is what I'm talking about. So, but, so uh, Jeff, why should I watch this instead of the NFL, my guy? Well, I mean, I don't care what you watch. You can watch USFL if you want to watch it. Watch them cockroaches over in Legion. <laughs> I don't care what you watch, okay? Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to set you up to talk about the league. I, it's I, not I, about I, me, I, really. I mean, it's four teams. They probably won't last six months. But, you know, y'all love football. Well, I, I mean, want to watch the, the Major League Football League, which is such a weird way. Yeah, Alabama Airborne, Arkansas Attack, Florida Fusion, Northwest Empire. You would like this, a lot of alliterations. alliterations. Ohio Union, Oklahoma Nation, Oregon Crash, Texas Independence, Utah Stand, and Virginia Armada. Those are some some pretty kick-ass names, I'm not going to lie. There's no no team in Kentucky? uh, No. Uh, I know. They tried to start up in 2016 and got canceled. Uh, 2017, they had a change of uh, ownership, I guess, uh, as far as the league goes. And, of course, then COVID happened not long after that. So, yeah, 2022 is when yeah. they're trying to make their comeback. So, trying to make, they got what I saw was 14. But, no, y'all, y'all are talking about the uh, – Jerry the, Glanville uh, going to be the, the head coach uh, of the Alabama Airborne. Yeah. 
So y'all, y'all interview him sometime for the season starts. I'd be trying to be fun. <laughs> but uh, yeah, y'all were talking about the uh, the SEC uh, stuff that they talking about talking about his Tuesday games. When, when he went to the spring, he did an interview a while back a few weeks ago on KSR. Where they talked about asked about his off season going all that stuff. And he said when he was the spring meetings, he said majority majority of the coaches wanted eight games. They didn't want nine. They don't want nine games. So you know, but I'm, I'm sure they'll get their arms twisted and be nine because Barnard's already come out and said that. If they go to nine games, the Louisville games at risk. Well, what, what did you think about what Stoops said about that? Because I thought, I thought, I, you know, I like Mark Stoops, but I thought what he said was kind of weak to say that playing Louisville so. in nine he's games is at, tough. He, he's looking out for himself. He right. Worried about the rest of this league. He ain't worried about what Alabama does or the rest of them. He's looking out for Kentucky's football program. No, I, I don't want that. him to. I, I don't want him. Like, I don't care what Georgia and Alabama and Florida and Tennessee and the rest of them do. He's but wouldn't you argue? Or, or wouldn't you understand the argument, I guess, would be a, a more proper way to ask the question, that playing that ninth game, no matter who it is against, and winning that ninth game, being an SEC game, does that not create more value than beating West Tennessee I Tech? Well, I mean, yeah, all you, who you play, no, they I play guess. Bowling Green. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> who, who, who they play, I guess, but, I mean, why? I mean, you're, you're, you're winning national championships now with eight games. Why play nine? You're winning now. You're the spirit of competition. Now. So why? So why? Let's why, beat why, everybody. Why you, well, well, you know what Nick Saban said? Some some team's going to be undefeated. We'll have two losses and blah, 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 all this other stuff. So he said that, too. That's fine. You're I don't like undefeated great, seasons. You're great. Nick Saban said that. So I, mean, what, what, I just what, don't want to play with UT wrong? Martin anymore. Well, then don't play or play somebody else. There's plenty of division. I want to play Kentucky. There's Sunbelt. There's plenty I of wanna them. I want to play Vanderbilt. I want to play South why? Carolina. Why? I want to play Florida. Center's coming along. She's yeah. she's they got the alamite on her on her on her plate. The well, first lady of Alabama see, football see, is doing just you know, delegating. But he's seventy. How much longer he gonna he gonna coach? How much longer? Uh, how much longer is he gonna be alive? Well, whatever. <laughs> I guess he, he dropped in on that field. I guess he'd be like, I, 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 Coach, Coach K said said the other day he wasn't going to no home basketball games at Duke. So I reckon he, I reckon he can be like Bear Bryant, drop dead on leashes, I drop dead at Bryant in stage. But reckon. I think Coach Saban would choose that, Jeff. What about you? I, well, it's up to, he wants to. That's up to him. That's his life. Ain't mine. Hell, he wants to die on a football field. It's up to him. Hell, the, I mean, Name hell, a better I, place to die. I, yeah. I mean. Well, I mean, I, I mean, I mean they, they forced State off up at, at 70 because they had a, 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 state, a, a retirement law. And, I, mean, I, mean, I mean, Coach Rope would have probably coached till he died, but they forced him out. So 
he had to retire. So that's just the way. And we hired Coach Hall, and the rest is history. So Coach Hall's the best one that ever followed a legend in sports, in my opinion. He followed, he followed a rut in 75 of them in the Final Four. Easy to follow a guy when he's racist. You know, and not, it, so, it's an unracist. I, I, I don't see, well, let me see. Well, what, what happened after Barry Bryant? Let's see. Ray Perkins. Uh, who else? Uh, Ray was fine. Uh, Ray did a good job. He, he, was, oh, he was. Okay. Yeah. Tore, Ray did a good job. He was ousted because uh, tore, Bama tore fans are really better. He tore that tire down and took gold flake chips away. What y'all going to do about that? Uh, uh, that's politics. That's yeah, not that, That's politics. That's, that's stuff that, that people that don't, he, he, don't matter who care about. Ray Perkins or Shula. Who is y'all? Mike Price. Who is skipping over Gene Stallings? Gene. Yeah. Did y'all found Gene Stallings? National champion. Well, now he too. You have to y'all fifteen years to find him. Fifteen years. You're it's wrong there. Well, but didn't Coach Bryant try eight, 84, 85, 86? Okay, so ten years later, you won a national champion. Stallings was a well, put, put in in ninety, right? I guess he started. I don't know when he started. I guess. Okay, I so you're just spouting off 15 90s. years without knowing. Well, I mean, ten. Well, yeah, but 10 years, y'all, that's like 100 years for the Yankees. Y'all don't win no championship. That's like 50 of the. Y'all like New York Yankees. Y'all got to have one every five years. Or, it ain't right. So what's the difference? <laughs> the Yankees I'm, haven't won since 09. They're starving. Well, I mean, that's why they won a championship so bad. They ain't won it so long. That's do y'all not want a championship? Yeah, I mean, what about Kentucky? Isn't I mean, that what we play for? Yeah, 1950 was a yeah, long time ago. Yeah, championship, but they're not easy to get. I mean, it's not, you just can't, they don't grow on trees. And we wanted another sport besides men's basketball. They're easy for others. Everything else. So, when we're the first ones to do it in the SEC, are y'all going to win one? I mean, y'all can't even beat Alabama Alabama State. So, what's the difference? You sure can't beat us. What's the difference? In volleyball? We're the best. In volleyball, we won in 2020. Great. It was volleyball. Hang the banners. Hang them in well, a row. We got, we got one of them more calls. See them. It's hung, pal. It's in there. So it's hung. Plan the parade. If y'all hang a final how four ma- banner. How, Jeff, Jeff, how many people are coming to that national know. championship parade? You and. What's that now? How, how many we, people We didn't have a parade. They had to celebrate. They had no parade. I don't think they had to celebrate. Oh, oh, we don't throw parades no. for volleyball national championships? Uh, Come no, on. They, 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 they had to celebrate. We hung the banners. How so many people were there? Green. Like the team and their parents? What's that now? How many people were there? The team and their parents? Uh, no, there was thousands of people there. Thousands, thousands and millions <laughs> watching from around the because world. See, because, see, because see, we we have season tickets in charge. You fill up the party at home, brother. But y'all let them in free. And when are y'all going? Let me ask them. When are y'all going to start selling alcohol at y'all's ball games? Uh, probably, probably about soon. Probably about three uh, months. Y'all still fighting with the mayor over at Cassie? No, no. Mayor got on board. Mayor backed off. Mayor's on wait, board, wait, wait, Jeff. I don't know. Y'all better hurry up. So w- when you come down to Tuscaloosa, you can drink all the bourbon you want in Bryant-Denny Stadium watching well, Kentucky lose. You better hurry up and start selling. Hurry up because everybody be getting drunk. Well, we all are coming for how many years? When's the next time Kentucky's coming? Y'all should get drunk watching that bad football team y'all got. Bad? What are you talking about? We can watch Alabama football sober because it's so good. We, we, I don't Eighty percent of our fan base gets we bored Anderson, watching our football ain't, game. William Anderson ain't going to New York. He'll, he'll go to he'll go to New York. All right, he'll go to Yonkers, New York, or Utica somewhere. He ain't going to no he ain't going to no Heisman Trophy stuff. You can forget that. He ain't winning no Heisman Trophy. He's a defensive player. Is Will, is Will Levis winning the Heisman? Hey, hey, uh, no, he's not going to win it either. I'm not saying he ain't going to win it. No. Who, who had the second most first place votes last year? I, I don't know. Will Anderson. Well, he didn't win it, though, did he? Did he no, he didn't no. win it. But oh, like, no. to, he ain't to insinuate that, <laughs> I mean. Well, let me tell you. Let me, let me, let me tell you this. Uh, Georgia friend, friend, Georgia fan that I know, he, Kirby Smart does some interview he's done in the past too. 
But he, he says the most physical offensive and defensive line in the SEC, you know what it is? It ain't Bama. It's Kentucky, pal. It ain't Bama. Uh-uh. It ain't Bama. I give Kentucky and, and, and the like, offensive line. Like the guy, like the guy told and, me. And what does that got you well, I, like I mean, hang me. that hang that banner up yeah. there. We, we, we won nine like, games. Like, Woo! Like the guy, like, like the guy told me, we were the most <laughs> physical. Roll time. Whatever. Hell, that's hell. But when y'all when y'all when y'all get y'all a basketball coach, you let me know. Cause it's my 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 I own her. When we say Big Rick Patino, so you couldn't be. Man, it's been ten day. years since y'all won a basketball beat. national championship. I'm looking this up. It's been ten we won years. We won eight of them. We won eight of them. Yeah, Alabama had won eight two, by the three, time four, you talk five. about Gene Stallings in his ten years. Five of we them were before I was born. Five of them were before I was born. Four of them were before integration. No, all five. Four of them were before integration. <laughs> Who cares? I don't care. What's it matter? Y'all won y'all before integration. Y'all didn't have black football players. And Tate was the first to tune SEC to have a black football player. Alabama was the last. You look that up, pal. We had two, three of them before y'all even had any. Well, congratulations! Y'all, 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 I'm not boasting about titles about from 1940. I got, I got five that I can, oh. I can tell you all about. I'm, I'm saying Kentucky was the first school in the SEC to integrate in football. It wasn't Alabama? They were the dead last. You had to make up for Adolph Rupp's history by doing that. I don't give a, I don't give a rat's ass. I don't give a damn. <laughs> it don't make no difference. We'll, we'll get, ty- I'll get tired anyway. I can do it. If I've got to bust you three up, I'll hit one. I don't care. I'll drag you carcass through through next Kentucky. So when's the next time Kentucky basketball is going to win a title? Since that's your that's your that's well, your I mean, what, it might goose. be this year. I hope. I'm hoping it's this year. But if it ain't, we we still got you know. We 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 get closer than Bama does. I can tell you that. If, if it ain't this year, I still got eight to sleep with. You know, it's, it's all good. We'll get a hell of a lot closer than Bama will. Just like just like y'all are great in football, we're great in basketball through the best traditions of the SEC. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. Hang the banner. Most physical offensive line in the league. Y'all don't like Stoops. None of our coaches on the campus. It don't matter. No, Mark Stoops just needs to toughen up. Play your nine games. Play Louisville. Get get, get rid of Bowling Green Tech. Why would we do do this? Y'all play 12 conference games. We'd love to. We would love to. That's fine. The team that doesn't care about how hard it is is the team that's going to do better. The team that cries about how hard it is, the team that looks at the schedule and says, oh, we can't win that game, it's too hard, they're going to lose, and they're never going to get above eight and nine wins. Years ago, years ago, Saban was the only one that wanted nine. Nobody else wanted it. Nobody told they don't have to kiss off. Nobody right. else wanted he's usually ahead of the curve. Nobody he usually else. knows what he's talking we about. We need ten. Get rid of play, UT play, Martin. Play, get rid of Kent NFL State. Game. Get rid of Bowling Green. I mean, it's professional what football anyway, Jeff. Let's we play just, 10 conference join, games and two join, out of conference in the NFL Power 5. Then. If they'll have us, we'll go. don't play college ball. Is Roger Goodell passing out invitations? If Goodell's giving an invitation, we'll go. Maybe y'all play the Birmingham Stallions in exhibition. Oh, I don't want that for the Stallions. The Stallions would not like that. Have you seen them play? It'll be a 10. It'll be a 10. The Stallions don't have a quarterback. The Crimson Tide could beat the Stallions. Y'all hang in there, pal. Roll Tide. That's a good question. You know, Alabama would wipe the floor with the. You, you can you Stallions. have the debate. You, you know, people make up the the debate and they're wrong. Can Alabama beat an NFL team? Never. No, 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 never. But they would smack the Stallions. They would, they would smack the Stallions. They would bad. Beat the L out of them. It no quarterback, be. bad offensive line. <laughs> I mean, I know you got Skip Colts, and and I love you, Bo. I mean, great on you, Bo. You're making it, but Mason's a big giddy up Stallions guy. Are you? How many points? Do the stallion, does Bama have to spot the Stallions? 
for them to like stand a chance in the game. Yeah, for them. To, what, what's the money? What, what's I the think, line? I think you got to give the Stallions a twenty-one nothing lead for them to even hold a chance. Oh, right the there. Alabama will get twenty-one before we hit the eight-minute mark of the first quarter. Like uh, that. I, I mean, you you both said it perfectly. <laughs> the things that Alabama. I love the Stallions. I think <laughs> the Stallions are cool. I love the USFL, but they would do such horrible things to that football team. <laughs> Be illegal in eight states, right? I mean, Will Anderson would be liable to have like 15 sacks that game. <laughs> I'm sorry, but volleyball national championships, great. Hang the banner. R- good job. Man, man's, I love Jeff, but he, he switches from one, one sport to the next. You don't know which sport you're arguing for and against anymore. Check out some of these rules for, uh, the the MFL is, is it the Major League Football MFL? That the, sounds like a dirty acronym. <laughs> well, MLF sounds like a dirty acronym too. <laughs> That's yes, what I was laughing yes. at. <laughs> but Major League Football League. Hey, you slap an American flag on it, we good hey, to go. Look, when I'm looking, I'm looking at the website. All I'm seeing is MLF in big letters, and it. If I glance at it, it looks like something else. I like MLFs. Uh, <laughs> A 30-second play clock instead of the NFL's 40 seconds. Okay. 50-yard field goals are worth four points. Yes! Make the kickers valuable. Four points, which they do that in NFL Europe, by the way, if you didn't know. I didn't know NFL Europe was uh, are they still, existing? still a thing. Are they operating? I don't I think it is. I literally no idea it still existed. I don't think it does. Uh I think I just read this wrong. Oh, no, I lost my page. Oh, no. Oh, I messed up. There it is. The ground can cause a fumble. Okay, I like that. That's fine. I don't know how that makes sense. Because once you're down, you're down, right? Any body part other than the palm of your hand and the soles of your feet, right? How does the ground cause a fumble? I guess we'll. I guess we'll see. I, I, well, that that would insinuate that this is going to be on television. Yeah, we're not going to see <laughs> this league. I mean, this league is not going to be on TV. You're putting another. Uh, you're putting a semi-pro league in the fall. You're dumb. You're very dumb. In the case of overtime, a 10-minute period will be played to determine a winner. Similar to former NFL rules, first score wins the game. In the event the game is still tied after overtime, there are alternating possessions from the 10-yard line. Teams get four plays to score a touchdown and a two-point conversion. Not a fan of the overtime rules. Not at all. I'm more blown away by a ground can cause a fumble. I'm blown away by the business decision to put a a, a league in the fall. A league that is supposed to have 18 teams, but you've only got four ready to go. And you're putting it in the fall. You only have, like, what? How many different matchups do you have? Nine. You know, if you have eight, you only have four teams, you can only do three, you know. You play in the other three opponents like six weeks or whatever. Each each team you play them twice, maybe. That's your, there's your six weeks. That's gross. I mean, what's gross is you look at the quarterback play in the USFL and the offensive line play in the USFL, and you're it's looking pretty for, bad. Yeah, and you're looking for more of those guys. Like you're you're going to the next tier down because. That's the reason the USFL and the off, uh, is, is not really. I mean, it's doing fun. it's doing okay for spring league. Let's right. say that it's not doing great. It's not doing bad. It's I don't think okay. it's doing as good as the XFL did when it returned. No, it's pro- it's not. But it, it, the, 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 you're not getting good offense. 
Uh, yeah. I don't know who we had. Um, oh, I think it was Joe and Dothan suggesting uh, a week or two ago that that they you know that somebody they need to run the wing tee. They need to run these high school offenses, and they probably have more success with it. But you got all these uh, all these coaches trying to call professional offense, but without professional players. But I don't know that they need to run a wing tee or any any gimmicky offense like that. But they do need. I do like that though. You don't need to be calling a professional offense for non professionals. You need to tone down the offense. So, major league football, MLF, major football league, major uh, major, are, major league football. Who are you going to go get? I'd pull guys from the USFL. Yeah, no. I mean, like they're not doing anything in the fall unless they they get a camp invite and they stick around practice squad. Yeah, what do you mean they're not doing anything? Those guys are going to the NFL, Jacob. Sure. You know what a lot of those guys are doing? They're waiting for the XFL to open back up. They're waiting tables. I mean, they've all just they're been bouncing. They're being from, personal trainers. They've all just been all, the, all those same pool of guys have been bouncing from spring league to spring league to spring league for the last five or six years. Yeah, which is a shame for them because they can't find any sort of they're consistency. At Target. So that they can find a a place to land their feet and actually hone their craft a little bit. I will say though, one thing this thing has got team names. Arkansas Attack, Ohio Force, Alabama Airborne, Virginia Armada. That sounds like a league I would want to watch. There's no chance in hell I watch it, though. No. <laughs> not enough time. Uh, with all the college football and NFL football, no. Not no, enough time. No. It, yeah, you're you're pretty exhausted at, at that point. What are you going to play on a Tuesday? Isn't that when, um, oh, my gosh. Isn't that when Maction, Tuesday night Maction, Wednesday night Maction? No, I think Maction is on Wednesday. Yeah, so no, to, get, get out of town. Tuesday's like the only night. <laughs> so gross. All right, we'll take a break. When we come back, uh, we'll continue the conversation. If you want to join the Jay Coker or Stetson Bennett, you know what? We'll do it. Two zero five three four two nine nine zero four here on Off the Edge Tide one hundred point nine. You're home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. The best new analysis in T-Town. Hey, I got a stat for you. Off the Edge with Jacob Harrison continues on Tide 100.9. Steve does it. Back here on Off the Edge. Tide 100.9. Your home for Alabama Crimson Tide Sports. Jacob Harrison here with you. Joe Gaither across from me. Timbo and Mason Woods behind the glass. You said it right before we went to break, Joe. Blame Kendall. Uh, okay, so what, what what was Kendall's take on this? Because I, I know he got some folks uh, pretty riled up. Well, I was... You know, poo-pooing Stetson Bennett and basically saying he only made two two throws in the national championship game, and you know, poo-pooing basically, I just poo-pooing Stetson Bennett as a whole. Right. And he was all as uh, one would do, right? And he was all, you know, oh, he's not as bad as you think, and oh, you all, you know, y'all are just, you're just haters, this, that, and the other, and. We didn't, re- I didn't, I, I didn't really pin him down, and I re- and I should have, but but he asked. He asked, uh, "Oh, who is you, who's better, 
Stetson Bennett or Jay Coker. And I, I jokingly says, Jay, Jay Coker, the handoff master, and, <laughs> you know, won a national championship. And, and I, I sided with Jay Coker because his best receiver was our Darius Stewart. And he goes, oh, well, you had Calvin Ridley, freshman Calvin Ridley. Right. Uh, I, said, I said, Stetson Bennett had... George Pickens, probably first-round draft pick talent, ended up falling to the second to your Steelers, third to the Steelers? Second round, but he only had him for like two or three games. Okay, he had him for the two or three most important the games. The most important games. He also had Brock Bowers, probably the biggest freak of nature in college football, even though he was a freshman last what year. What both guys had was incredible running games and incredible defense. Sure, exactly. And so the question, you know, and I'm going to pin I'm gonna pin Kendall down tomorrow. Uh <laughs> Stetson Bennett or Jake Coker. To me, I'm taking the cannon that is Jake Coker. Easy all day long. All day long. I mean, he, he comes in, he stabilizes an Alabama team that was kind of not in turmoil. That's a, that's way too dramatic of a word, but kind of in flux on offense, looking for an yeah. identity. Um, looking for an identity, and obviously he comes into the old Miss game and doesn't quite complete the comeback, but everybody like, oh, this guy might be the answer, and he he was. I don't know. To me, it's obvious as far as if, if 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 you don't know anything else and you say you got one game, you don't know anything else about the team, you just have to pick a quarterback because that's, you know, who's a better quarterback? I'm taking Jake Coker. I got to look at the fact that the offense had to go back to power football after Phil Sims. I have to look at the fact that uh, Phil Sims. That was Cooper Bateman. I said Phil Sims. That's funny. Uh, Blake, Blake Sims Blake was 14. Sims. And then they had, they, they, who was the three quarterback? But Cooper Bateman was was one of them. That, they had three that were kind of all jockeying for position. Cooper Blake Bate, Barnett in the mix in there somewhere? No, Blake was, was that, a little no, that, later. That was later. That was with Jalen Hurts. Obviously, Coker took over for Cornwell, Cooper Bateman. Cornwell, was he here at that time? Yes, I think it Well, no. No, I think all that was Jalen Hurts. Who was the other quarterback? There was three that year that kind of well, all wasn't it Coker, Sims, and uh, Bateman. Well, Sims was the next year. Sims was the year prior. Sims was fourteen, and Coker was fifteen. Am I right? Because 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 Sims was the first year of the college football playoff. Yeah, also Sim, at Ohio State. Sims beat out Jake Coker for the starting yes, job. Yes, yes, which yes. I think is a factor in all of this. <laughs> oh come on, come on! <laughs> Blake Sims is a running back. Lane Kiffin saw I can do something with that guy because he didn't have any options elsewhere. Because Jake Coker couldn't run that offense. I mean, am I crazy? Blake Stetson Bennett could have run Jake Coker's offense. I mean, I guess he could have. Because Jake Coker's offense literally. Alec Morris was the name I I could have ran Jake Coker's offense. Any of us could because it was literally, hey, Derrick Henry, here you go. I could have also ran Stetson Bennett's offense. Am I exaggerating a tiny bit? Yes. Jake Coker did make plays. Uh, I know Shutdown Man was all in your mentions earlier today. And that's fine. You know, with, with video proof. But let me tell you. The, the 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 play that he showed against Auburn, it's not the most athletic play in Auburn in, in Iron Bowl history, first of all. Bryce Young, there? Bryce Young makes that play week in and week out. It was miraculous. It was good. I'm not taking anything away from Jake Coker for the good things that he did do. But to insinuate that Jake Coker is anything but the worst starting quarterback that has ever played at Alabama under Nick Saban, 
I think is Greg McElroy exists, bro. No, no. McElroy is at least accurate. You're saying like hands down. I could make an if argument we, if we want to give Jake Coker all this praise for a handful of plays that he made in the national championship or the Iron Bowl or whatever because he was a gamer. Then let's point out that Greg McElroy had the the toe tap on the sidelines to pick up a crucial first down. Like you can point to any play you want to. And, and support your argument for whatever quarterback you want. But the fact of the matter is that Jake Coker couldn't beat out Blake Sims, who was practically a running back, and could not run Lane Kiffin's offense had Nick Saban continued to try to run it. All of these are facts. Hold on. I'm, I'm almost there. I know we're about to close it out. Uh, not to mention John Parker Wilson, Greg McElroy, all of the – every quarterback – has had some semblance of an NFL career, except for Jacob and Blake Sims. You, you, you know we've had 58 passing yards in the in the Greg McElroy National Championship game. 58. The Jay Barker Show is up next. <laughs> Stick around. What he had? What 13 passing yards? We'll see y'all tomorrow. seen their clothing around town on game days but check out christopher mobley on the strip it's luxury game day apparel redefined it's the only place in town where you can find todd hoops apparel clothing designed for the modern day entrepreneur golf enthusiast and athleisure fanatic they've got peter millar viore grayson and mizzen and main and if you haven't tried the mizzen and main dress shirts you've got to you can find them at 1410 university boulevard on the strip also they've got a great e-commerce site at christophermobley.shop so check out christopher mobley luxury game day apparel redefined Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Temperatures are heading for highs in the upper 90s to the 100 across here this afternoon. Under partly cloudy skies, heat advisories are in effect. Only a slight chance of cooling shower thunderstorm today and tomorrow. Highs 98 to 100 both days. Lows tonight around 73. I'm meteorologist Bill Murray on Tide 100.9. It's 95 degrees in Tuscaloosa. You're listening to Off the Edge on Tide 100.9.